Tua Tagovailoa contemplated retirement. Trey Lance in all kinds of trade talk rumors circling around newswires everywhere. Are the Niners going to trade Trey Lance? We got we to gotta talk about it. We got to talk about where he could go. Is this a debacle unfolding before our very eyes like last offseason and a lot of others? Is Tua going to last the entire season? And what does his potential contemplation of retirement mean for Mike White? We're breaking it all down in more of the Fantasy Football Show. It kicks off early tonight, baby, and it starts right now. From the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. So we definitely have a lot to talk about, guys, and we're going to take your phone calls. Um, phone lines are open now, but I'm going to make it very short. I'm not going to keep anybody on hold. So if you want to dial in and hang out for the panel session, dial in a little earlier. If you have a quick question regarding these two topics, dial in, ask it. I'm going to hang up on you and answer your question. But Tua Tagovailoa said that he contemplated retirement for a short period of time. Now you could take this two ways. One, you could say he was candid. He was honest. Some people wouldn't be honest in that situation. And you could say that you commend him for his honesty. First and foremost, I want to I want to stop and pause for a moment and allow everyone to realize that I'm rooting for Tua. And I'm not hoping for injury. I'm not projecting injury because I'm a mean person or I'm not pulling for him or rooting for him. I 100% am rooting for him. I'm going to send him a moonshot. To the right moon. now, we're going to give him a standing ovation. But at the end of the day, this is a prediction show. At the end of the day, this is about trying to see what's ahead of the curve, what's around the corner. And what we got to take from this is here's a player that was in such a bad spot, right? Being told by a lot of people, being told by a lot of professionals that maybe you should step away from the game. This isn't something where Tua all by himself thought, you know, Maybe I should step away. I'm kind of feeling like, you know, maybe this is uh, something that's going to keep reoccurring. He was talked to by medical professionals and given a lot of different advice from a lot of different people. And at this point, you have to say to yourself that Tua is probably still contemplating it without verbalizing it. He's probably... Scared of getting another concussion. He's one or two, maybe one concussion away from walking away from the game. And while a lot of people will say, okay, he's been doing this uh, jujitsu, whatever, trying to fall, trying to figure out how to get slung around and, and potentially avoid hitting his head. These are all preventative measures to try and stave off the next concussion, which is more, most likely going to come a lot faster than it would have had he not had the concussions previously. So this is a the recidivism rate of a concussion like this or a concussion case like this. It's it's greater and greater every single time somebody suffers a concussion, and 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 it's not like there's an exact science to it. And somebody that studies concussions their entire life will tell you that nobody knows 
anything about the brain in the grand scheme of things. So someone that studies concussions their entire career and lifetime tells you, when they tell you, we don't know. We don't know. Anybody that says they know doesn't know. What we do know is there's a pattern of suffering a concussion more frequently after you've already had a concussion. There's a reason why Kurt Warner and Steve Young and other players that have had concussions have had to step away from the game. It's not some coincidence that these guys continued to suffer concussions because they were quarterbacks. Quarterbacks get hit more. Quarterbacks head hit the, they hit, their heads hit the ground more. They they get impact helmet to helmet more. Tua has is a special case that we have to watch and monitor. Tua is a special case. Uh, Ron, hang on because I know you're going to hang on the phone. So. Uh, let me just answer real quickly and see if you have a quick, quick, quick question. Then I'm going to, I'm going to jump you off and then you can call back in. Ron, what's up? Ron, Tua, you got- Tua, I think, should retire. Tua should retire. Self-preserve his life. I want Mike White season. Later. Later. Bye. Call back. All right. So, again, all of this said, I want to make sure people know. To the moon. We're rooting for Tua. Okay. Tua, Tua to the moon. I, I want it. I'm hoping for it. He proved he was very, very good in this Miami Dolphin offense led by this amazing coach, this aggressive coach that has a phenomenal scheme that was responsible in a large part to Debo Samuel's aggressive, crazy, wide-back role. This Miami Mike McDaniel is a coach. He is a coach, and he's an amazing coach. You've just been Smitty approved. I totally love this guy. I don't agree with what happened when Tua went back onto the field. I think he was fed bad information. Do I think he sent Tua back on the field knowing he was concussed? I don't think he believed it. I think he was trying not to hear it. I think he was trying not to hear or see that this man was walking back out onto the field in a concussive state. He didn't want to listen to logic. He lied to himself is what I would say if I had to guess. This is a complete opinion. But that, that he, down deep in his heart, after the game, knew that he should not have let Tua go back onto the field. Tua got concussed, stumbled around, clear as day to everybody, even live. Everyone's saying, why is he back on the field? Why is he still on the field? Clearly concussed, goes out there, gets another concussion while he's in a concussive state in the game. Two back-to-back brain damage situations in the same game. So... Tua's a special case where we don't know what's in store for him and we can't really even look at other cases to say that those are going to predict Tua's success rate coming out of all these concussions because the honest truth is that it's probably, if I had to guess, and this is my guesswork, I'm no doctor, I may know a lot about injuries, I don't know enough about concussions to tell you with certainty, but I have done this for 20 years watching concussive situations over and over and over and over the likelihood of him being one of the players that can get out of this concussion uh, loop if you will that progressively gets worse every time you get a concussion you are more likely to get concussed again the next time you get head trauma the odds of him escaping that loop and not being one of the most uh, 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 susceptible players to concussions are so low, so low. There's to have the two brain injuries in one game. We don't know what that did to him. 
This is a guy that would get concussed when his head would hit the ground, not just helmet-to-helmet contact. There's a big difference between that when you repetitively have concussions when your head just merely hits the ground. This guy's trying to... This guy's trying to... Steven, I can't do you right now, pal. I'm telling you right now. Steven, call back during the panel. There's no way I can handle a Steven conversation right now. I'm in a, I'm in a rant mode, Steven. Okay? I'm going to hit reject on this. Steven, call back. What does this mean? It means you shouldn't probably be banking on Tua from a fantasy football perspective. Can you draft him in a, in a 2QB league super flex? Sure. Can you, uh, can you take him in a... And a crazy, you you missed on quarterback, and you're trying to couple two quarterbacks together like Aaron Rodgers and Tua, sure. But this guy shouldn't be your number one quarterback. We need to look out for our fantasy football rosters as much as we're going to be rooting for him. Steven, I said no. Call back during the panel. Tua Tagovailoa, the odds of him suffering a concussion in 2023 are astronomically high if I had to give my two cents to it. I would also say that Mike White starting a handful of games is extremely likely at this point. I would say that if Mike White is going to get a fair shot, I think eventually he will have to because Tua will be concussed at some point. Miami Mike is going to turn Mike White into a nice little quarterback. And from a fantasy perspective in in a uh, Superflex, we're doing Superflex Dynasties on Underdog Fantasy promo code SMITTY. Use promo code SMITTY. I think they filled up, but they're certainly going to probably look to do another one real quick. So hang tight on that. But promo code SMITTY, Mike White is one of those crafty late quarterbacks in Superflex. Even if you're just doing a regular Superflex draft with your buddies and you're not doing it on, on Underdog Fantasy promo code SMITTY. Um... It is a, Steven, I'm going to block the number if you keep calling. I said hang tight. Steven's continuing to blast the phone line, and I don't have time for a Steven conversation quite yet. Wait for the panel, Steven. Down, boy. Down, boy. Mike White's a crafty grab and super flex as your second QB. He's a crafty emergency plan Superflex quarterback situation. You wait on your QB2 and you, you feel like you botched it. Jordan Love goes early. All these quarterbacks fly off the board and you're like, I just botched, botched my Superflex draft and I don't have those quarterbacks that can maybe step up and be a number two option. I feel like um, Tua might be like Cooks, Smitty and never get another concussion again. It's certainly possible, Lee, and I know that's what you want to root for, and I'm I'm certainly hoping for it because I wish health upon everybody, but the odds are extremely, extremely against it. Number one, he's a quarterback, takes hits differently. Number two, like you can avoid look at look at uh look at Lockett. Lockett doesn't ever get tackled. like he just falls down every time he that guy knows how to avoid hits. Wide receivers can avoid it a lot easier than a quarterback. A quarterback's getting dragged to the ground like handfuls of times every series. So Tua's in a much different spot. Also, Cooks would get helmet-to-helmet concussions. Tua's getting them by himself with the ground. Yeah, he's getting flung down to the ground, but Tua's getting concussed with the ground. That is a problem. That signifies a, a player that is a lot more likely to get concussed than a player that's continuously getting helmet-to-helmet contact 
which is a lot harder. The ground, and we're talking like love taps on the ground, bro. We're not talking about like whiplash smacking. Like initially, yeah, but Tua, when he gets tackled and his head hits the ground, there is a strong chance he's going to get concussed. So this, while this is true, a concussion expert will tell you no one knows, and if there's anybody likely to get concussed, it's probably going to be Tua. And there have been concussion specialists and head trauma people that have said he should never play again. It's not worth it. With the damage already done to his brain, because a concussion is brain damage, should have him walking away. That's the advice he's been given. Walk away, walk away, walk away. Concussion experts everywhere are telling him telling him via interviews. Uh, so, some of the contact, I'm sure, is directly with them. A lot of it is speculation. Some people may be looking to make a splash in the news as a, a concussion expert. Sure, I'm sure there's some of that. But people that have been dedicating their lives to concussion said he should walk away. He should walk away. From a fantasy perspective, Mike White, I believe, starts a handful of games. If I, and this is no knock on Mike White, but if I was Miami Mike and I watched my team get into a playoff positioning and not have a quarterback similar to the Niners, kind of funny, that both teams were without a quarterback, uh, the, the, the approach is a little bit confusing in terms of how these two think alike. Kyle Shanahan and Miami Mike building up these monster squads, these almost monopolies of fantasy, of, of fantasy football players and NFL monsters. Just a monopoly of the talent. The wide receiver track team that Miami Mike has in Miami. The the top to bottom, amazing defense, amazing offense in San Francisco. And yet, no real hardcore solution at quarterback. It, it's crazy to me. If I was Miami Mike, I would bring in Lamar Jackson after the NFL draft because the Niners and the Dolphins, ironically, again, cannot even slap an offer sheet down for Lamar because they don't have a first rounder neither one of them in 2023 how ironic and similar are these situations it just gets more similar and similar every step but after the NFL draft both of these teams both of these teams are the top candidates in my view and I don't think either one of them act upon it they're the top candidates to go get Lamar Jackson I love I love I love Mike White. But if I am Miami Mike, I win a Super Bowl within three years if I bring Lamar Jackson into this scenario and have him throw to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, their track stars. This is a track team. Lamar Jackson would win. And to not take advantage of this open opportunity to go get Lamar Jackson with all the doubt surrounding this situation that is very evident how evident is it the same kind of evident that was present when we all knew Tua was not, wasn't going to stay upright and what happened he got concussed again it was clear as day going back into the game after he stumbled with the first concussion it was evident the writing was on the wall it was clear as day he was concussed it, it had to take an absolute type of person that lies to themselves and just says, get him back out there then if you think he's okay. Miami Mike had to have known. As much as I love Miami Mike, I can still be critical of his decision-making in this situation in the NFL and how everything was was approached. But Tua 
Tagovailoa is not the answer for an entire season. And I think Miami Mike is making a big mistake not bringing in Lamar Jackson after the NFL draft. It's 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 borderline ridiculous. Like I say with the Buffalo Bills and the Chicago Bears and the Cincinnati Bengals and all these contending Super Bowl monsters, these these Super Bowl contending monsters, borderline incompetence not to go get Derrick Henry or Dalvin Cook at the very least for a third or fourth round pick. Buffalo should do that. Pair, pair the brothers together. Why not? Why not give Dalvin Cook a, a crack at maybe being the starting running back in the Buffalo Bill offense? Borderline incompetence not to go get Eckler, not to go get Henry, not to go get Dalvin Cook for, for probably just chump change is what would be required. You don't have to pay the Christian McCaffrey package. You don't. The same thing can be said about Lamar Jackson for about five or six NFL teams. Borderline incompetence. Borderline incompetence for the Washington Commanders to not go after Lamar Jackson. Borderline incompetence, if not complete incompetence, for the Falcons to not go after Lamar Jackson. Crazy for the Miami Dolphins as much as I love Mike White. This is an objective look. You know how much of an opportunity I dream of being presented to Mike White so we can prove everybody wrong. This is my objective angle. I love Mike White, and I want Mike White there even with Lamar there. I want him in that opportunity in case something happens and his his number gets dialed up. I want it. I want it. I want it. I want it. The problem is I'm objective. And looking at Lamar Jackson, Niners win a Super Bowl at least one time in the next three years, maybe two times in the next four years, if they bring Lamar Jackson in, let's call it one. Let's be let's 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 pump the brakes a little bit. Within the next three years, probably in 2023, the 49ers with the number one or number two defense in the National Football League and an offense from top to bottom that's one of the best we've ever seen. We just don't really know it because they haven't had a facilitator until Purdy came in. And even Purdy looked better than he really was, if you want to be honest with yourself. Purdy didn't look absolutely amazing the entire time. He was throwing almost interceptions on the regular at the end. There were like two, three, four times that I can remember that Purdy threw an INT that got dropped. And so let's not pretend like Purdy's this amazing savior yet. Let's let him prove it if he can even come back. If the Niners got Lamar Jackson, they win a Super Bowl in 2023 or 2024. It's almost a lock in my mind. Almost a lock in my mind. If the Miami Dolphins bring in, two, uh, bring in Lamar Jackson instead of Tua, they win a Super Bowl at least one time in the next four years. I have no doubt about it in my mind. Zero. So what's holding these two teams back? Is it being oblivious? Is it bad decision making at the personnel, specifically quarterback level? Is it is it loyalty for... Miami Mike, because he's already committed to Tua and he's just not wanting to send him down that path. I don't know what the answer is, but I know for I know almost for certainty that both of these guys aren't going to be given a fair shot. This guy threw a medical reason that is out of his control. He won't get a fair shot. It's unfortunate, but he won't get a fair shot, and it sucks. It sucks. I I, I hope for him. I I pray for him. Prayers up in the in the live chat. I hope that he can get through the season without a concussion. I do not want it for him. But to 
to bank on this situation again? What is Miami Mike thinking? He just walked into a playoff experience where he had no quarterback. The Niners walked into a a situation where they had no quarterback, and it's time to go back over to the Trey Lance side. And and real quickly, uh, let me just read this off. This is the report. Tua says he considered retirement for a time after multiple concussions last season, but it would be hard for me to walk away from this game with how old I am with my son. I always dreamed of playing as long as I could to the point where my son knew what he was watching. It's 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 unbelievably touching, and I'm rooting for him. And just the, the, the mere fact he's mentioning he wants his son to watch him play and understand that his father's out there commanding one of the most exciting offenses and teams in the National Football League. Whether you're a Miami Dolphin hater or not, they are just that. They're exciting. He played amazing. We were wrong about Tua. Even if we don't think he's a great quarterback outside of the, the confines of the Miami Dolphin offense, he delivered. He delivered. My Tua goggles were smashed to pieces because this guy delivered in that Miami offense is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And uh, so we have that piece of news on Tua. And if we we come on over to this other quarterback debacle of a situation. And we have similar situations across the board. We have quarterbacks that can't stay healthy. We got head coaches that are phenomenal scheme guys. Like savants of their time. These guys, Miami Mike McDaniel... And Kyle Shanahan, as much as I give Kyle Shanahan a bunch of crap, these are offensive geniuses. These are guys that put together such an amazing offense on both sides of this fence. And and this guy especially doing it so quickly in Miami. I love Miami Mike. I think Miami Mike is better than Kyle Shanahan. And you can at me all you want. I could care less. You got rid of the wrong guy. I'll say that. Miami Mike is the real deal. And I think he's got... What it takes to put... Look how fast he did this. Look how aggressive he was. To do what he did in literally like one year is absolutely... Un, it's hard to fathom, to be honest with you. Okay, and that doesn't take away from that this guy, Shanahan, in San Francisco is an offensive savant. Because he is. So before I go negative here, I would love for the... Hey, Smitty, you're a hater on the Niners or you're a hater on Shanahan... To understand that A, I'm a Trey Lance believer. B, Trey Lance was on my, my bold predictions last year. He was a moon man. And, and and I think that Christian McCaffrey, that acquisition, was the most phenomenal move last year that any team possibly could have done. And other teams were absolutely incompetent. The word of the week for not trying to bring in Christian McCaffrey. Steven, not yet. Not yet, Stephen. Back off the phone line. I'll tell you when you can dial in. Trey Lance is not getting a fair shake. Unlike Tua, this one is coach-made. This one is team-driven. This one is health-driven. This one is not in his control. This one's also not in his control, although he does have the ability to step up and push through it and try and become something that people are hoping he'll become and do it in a very shocking fashion. And before we start, you know, shedding tears and saying, poor Trey Lance, let's think about something for a second. Brock Purdy was in a position that he had to climb up. Brock Purdy was given 
nothing. And Brock Purdy came in and proved everyone wrong. All the doubters, all this last pick in the draft. This guy's coming in. He's absolutely garbage. He's not going to do anything. What did he do? His bar was low, but he came in and did very, very, very well. I think people are too high on him, to be honest, but he did very, very well. And he led the Niners to an unbelievable amount of consecutive wins that is just like phenomenal. It was phenomenal what he did given what he had to work with, given the short amount of time, the the lack of preparation he should have been in a position for. It was the complete opposite. This guy studied as if he was going to go in the game at any moment. And that's, that shows, shows a lot of maturity and intelligence. But Trey Lance has not been given a fair shake. And before I go negative here, let me just say this positive piece of news. If the Niners don't trade him, and if Shanahan's inability to support him publicly, which would install some confidence that is much needed, and it's not like you should baby your player. It's not like you can't say, okay, if he doesn't beat out Sam Darnold and Purdy's on the pine for half a season, he doesn't deserve to be the quarterback. I've said that from the beginning. Okay, so I coined that. You can't even use that as ammunition toward my stance. But what I'm trying to tell people is that in a position where your quarterback's coming back from a broken ankle, your quarterback's had nothing but bad luck, you dropped the ball on using him during his rookie season in in an NFL uh, era where rookies start, especially when the quarterback in front of you is a Jimmy Garoppolo. It's not like you got a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers in front of you. You draft a rookie quarterback, if it's an average quarterback like Jimmy G is and was and always will be, then you start your rookie that you spent three first rounders on. The Niners gave up three first rounders for a player that Kyle Shanahan has publicly said is not the leader of the team once Purdy's back. He's going to split reps. We don't know to what degree that could have got taken out of context. Maybe it didn't. It shouldn't have been said. He hasn't clarified it. Basically said that, yeah, Sam Darnold's going to get first team reps. And, and and Trey Lance has an opportunity to win the job back. He did say that. Let's give Shanahan credit for saying that. But you bring Sam Darnold in immediately. You talk about splitting first team reps. You anoint Brock Purdy, an injured quarterback that you never, ever, you don't know that he'll ever be the same. And you already anoint Trey, Trey Lance the backup. Then you're asked, hey, are you going to trade Ayuk? No. Are you going to trade Trey Lance? Well, I mean, we listen to calls, but we love having Trey here on the roster. Is that what I'm supposed to say? They clearly answered the question differently when asked about Trey versus Ayuk. And if you asked, hey, would you trade Nick Bosa? It wouldn't be. We listen to calls. So this is a situation where Kyle Shanahan's inability to be a good personnel decision maker time and time And time and time again, dating back to not seeing the value in Mahomes, not seeing the value in Deshaun Watson, not seeing the value in bringing in Tom Brady over Jimmy Garoppolo and the words used from this staff, this organization, and this is not a knock on Niner fans or the, the, the makeup of this team because it's a phenomenal squad from top to bottom. But the response, the response is the response is that Jimmy Garoppolo is just marginally lesser, just marginally marginally lesser than Tom Brady. Tom Brady comes in to Tampa that year after being rejected by Shanahan, 
and the Niners and wins a Super Bowl. It looks phenomenal for a couple more years. And it wasn't like, oh, we, we thought he was going to decline. It was clear as day this was the move to make. Will this guy, Trey Lance, get a fair shake? I don't know. It doesn't feel like he's going to. What's the difference between Trey Lance and Brock Purdy? Shanahan's answer, well, Trey Lance is a dual threat. Brock Purdy is a different quarterback. Do you think these two guys are going to get the same playbook? I don't think so. Are they fielding calls on this man right here? Yes, they are. Are some of these reports being taken out of context? Maybe, but according to Ian Rappaport, the 49ers have received inquiries from several teams looking into a potential trade for former number three pick Trey Lance. The conversations have been a result of San Francisco fielding calls, not making the calls, let's clarify that, with teams aware that Brock Purdy is likely the future starter. And before you say, oh, Smitty, they're just receiving calls, you're blowing this out of proportion, Trey will be fine First of all, welcome optimistic Niner fan that may or may not own Trey Lance in a dynasty league. But number one, I've already mapped out that saying publicly that you would listen to offers for your starting quarterback makes it very abundantly clear you are willing to trade him. Abundantly clear. Fielding phone calls, not shutting it down. Not allowing the media to run with it. And if you say, oh, well, Shanahan just doesn't like to correct the record. Your quarterback is in a very vulnerable and fragile state. Whether you want to believe he's a monster in the making or not. You said that Brock Purdy was the leader. And the starter and has earned it. Trey could potentially earn this job back. But you would field calls potentially for his trade. You're open-minded to it. You're getting calls, lots of rumors circulating, multiple teams have inquired. Kirk Cousins' uh, news broke just a little while ago that there was a Vikings and Niner conversation. Kyle Shanahan's very, very, whether you want to believe that's going to come to fruition or not, Kyle Shanahan has been very vocal that Kirk Cousins is his prototypical type of quarterback that he wants in his offense. So it's not crazy to think a conversation was kicked around. The question remains, does this guy, Trey Lance, end up getting traded? And I have to say, I have to say, Kevin, appreciate the super chat. Uh, Ron Navy, appreciate the super chat. I'm going to address those in one second. I have to say, if, if, if Trey Lance is traded, and I put it at a 50-50 shot, and the only reason it's not a higher percentage than 50-50 is because Kyle Shanahan is going to have an asking price up here. When really all you can do is ask for probably one future, not 2023, one future first rounder if you're lucky. So what's the solution? What is the solution? I've already mapped it out. I've already said his name several times. And this guy wins you a Super Bowl within one year if you're a Niner. And within, I would say two years, if you are a Miami Dolphin fan, Lamar Jackson, how do you get Lamar Jackson? Again, both these teams can't even slap down an offer sheet and they can't trade for him because Lamar Jackson has yet to sign his franchise tag. So he's not technically under contract yet. He will be forced under the, onto that franchise tag contract, whether he signs his deal or not by July 17. Lamar Jackson is officially getting his 32 plus million dollars on the non-exclusive tag on July 17, no matter what he wants, 
no matter what he wants to do. He can hold out, but he'll get fined. Why will he get fined? Because he'll be under contract, whether he signs the non-exclusive tag or not. It's forced upon him. Lamar Jackson's the answer. You trade Trey Lance for a 24 first rounder. You trade that or whichever one's higher, your first rounder in 2024 or the one you acquired. Either way, you're replacing your first rounder in 2024. You trade your 24 and 25 first round, or you don't trade them. You relinquish them in the offer sheet for Lamar Jackson. Once the draft is over, when the Niners can actually participate in an offer sheet process, you give your 24 and your 25 first rounders, one of which you get one of those 24s for Trey Lance. You trade him to Tennessee. You trade him to Atlanta. I don't know if Atlanta's interested. They love Ritter. There's a handful of teams that would take Trey Lance potentially for a future first rounder, not a 23 first rounder, a future first rounder. You go get Lamar at what will cost one first rounder at this point in time because Trey Lance will get you one of them. So for one first rounder in an offer sheet and money that's play money anyway in the NFL, it's play money. I know you got Brock Purdy, develop Brock Purdy under Lamar Jackson, sign Lamar to a three-year deal, put him under, put Brock Purdy under Lamar Jackson, let Brock Purdy heal his UCL fully for this year, and then he's only sitting for two more years, look at Jordan Love, Jordan Love has sat for a hundred years, and he's still going to have a, probably a pretty successful career, sit Brock Purdy, let him learn, let him heal, let him mature, bring Lamar in, for what will be one first rounder at the end of the day because you get one trading Trey Lance away. This is the move. This is the only move. This is a move that wins you a Super Bowl, 49er fans. Argue against it with me. Argue against I don't care about the money. You shouldn't care about the money. It's not your money anyway. And it's a fake amount of money that gets moved around and manipulated. You can always make moves and, 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 and extend players and move money around and just still be able to find room for Bosa. It can get done. It can get done. It's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. And detest, it doesn't, and, and I'm not saying you're right or wrong on this. This is what should be done. Will it get done? No. Kyle Shanahan and his ego get in the way of bringing in a quarterback that's larger than life. Same thing here with Tua. This is the answer. Washington Commanders, Jared, you're in here. I like Sam Howell. I'm rooting for Sam Howell. If you don't make a move at quarterback, Sam Howell is my biggest deep sleeper quarterback. I want you to know that. But if I'm in charge of things, this is, this is what the, the commanders need to do, bro. Um, all right, so the, the rest of the news real quickly. Let me get through that, and then we'll we'll take phone calls. Zay Flowers, uh, Mel Kuyper's number 10 overall prospect. He, he, Mike, Mel Kuyper has like 85 mock drafts to account for his different rankings of quarterbacks. He's got Bijan in the top 10, Bijan at 26. Uh, so he's got his bases covered to say that this guy was in my top 10 because he's got 55,000 mock drafts out there. Today... This guy, Zay Flowers, this The Fantasy Football Show monster, this absolute gem named Zay Flowers, was working out with Patrick Mahomes. And I can't wait to see this guy land on a squad. Um, 
arguably the most talented wide receiver in this draft class. And I say that even knowing that I'm not mentioning the words JSN. I love JSN. He's a great wide receiver. I love Zay Flowers. Physical abilities more. But do I think Zay lands in a better a better place? Probably. Probably. Um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, here's more on the Trey Lance from Ian Rappaport. Thank you, Ian, for your contribution there. This one was kind of alarming, and I almost went live on this. I had to. I was gone and out of pocket today, uh, for, and so that's why I didn't go immediately live on this Tua stuff. I thought I'd save it for the show anyway. Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts, who landed a $255 million extension this week, had surgery on his right ankle earlier this offseason. Um, that was kind of concerning. But the fact that he cleared physicals, it was probably just a minor cleanup for for maybe uh maybe had some kind of irritation. Um, sometimes you get like a bone chip or a you know there, there's there's you know sometimes there's something small, some scar t- like who knows what it really was. They're not clarifying, but they wouldn't have inked him to a two hundred fifty five million dollar extension if there was some issue. But it was alarming to see. It is a reminder that he runs a lot. He needs to dial that back. It's a reminder of what we talked about yesterday during the entire 7 p.m. show that that Josh Allen needs to dial back his running as well um, just to stay as healthy as possible. The design runs, they need to dial back. Uh, And the last thing I wanted to put up here, and then I'll get to Ron Navy and uh, the two Super Chats that I have. These are the poll results from that silly Josh Allen and Deshaun Watson conversation that just got smashed to pieces with the poll results. 65% plus 17 is 82%. Um, So the Josh Allen is better by a ton and better, you know, 82% total on that side of the fence. You got 18, uh, which is shockingly high. You know, it's shockingly high that actually 18% of you out there in the Twitter space the Twitterverse. This is outside of our show. I wanted to do an independent poll. Like that, think Deshaun Watson can be better. Not that he will be, but that he can be better. I would never answer yes to this in, in a million years. So that was shocking to me. Uh, let's open up the phone lines. Dial. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Super chat from Ron Navy says, flip the script on Jimmy G being an average QB. Uh, we'll see if the chat wants to waste a, a, a massive movement to do that because that's going to be a tough one. Not to mention, I mean, it's going to be a very soft landing on that. Like very, very hard to come up with uh, anything positive. You might hear cricket sounds for like a minute straight. I don't know that I can. That might be an impossible desk. Could go anywhere. Any team can send some seconds who are we talking about here Kevin could go anywhere Trey Lance is that what we're talking is that what this is referring to could go anywhere any team could send some seconds I don't know that the Niners will take seconds maybe they will maybe they'll they'll say look we got to get what we can get but his value for second rounders I think his value on the Niners offense outweighs second round picks if you want my honest opinion, the security and having two quarterbacks is a lot better. Mike, you're live on the fantasy football show. What's up, Mike? What can I do for you? Yeah, a lot. I've heard of the idea tossed around that Jacoby Brissett is going to be the commander's quarterback by end of the season. 
You mentioned Sam Howell as your deep sleeper quarterback. Why do you think that? I'm just curious. Yeah, I mean, look, I like Davis Mills as well, and Davis Mills didn't work out. Um, so when we talk about deep sleepers, they're by no means locks. There's a lot of things that got to go right for him. Look at Mike White. I really believe Mike White is a good quarterback. Um, he showed a lot of promise the year he got injured and all that. And then when he came in this past year, he didn't uh, he didn't have quite the right opportunity, and it kind of he got hurt again. It kind of didn't unfold great for him. We got to worry a little bit about you know his ability to stay healthy at this point. So that is a concern. But as far as Sam Howell versus like a Brissett, look, Brissett's gonna have to climb into the role. Um, Trask is going to have to climb into his role. Baker's going to start in Tampa. There's a lot of situations. Minshew may start if the Colts draft a Levis or an Anthony Richardson or something. There could be a scenario where some of these guys actually do start. Could Brissett start the week one? Yeah, he could, but I doubt it. The way they're talking about Sam Howell, he'd have to, Sam Howell would have to go out and crap the bed for them to even say we're going to open up a competition. But they have said a couple times, Howell's our guy. And then they've said a couple other times, Howell, you know, and this is like different people speaking on it. Not, it's not a consistent voice, but if a veteran beats him out, you know, it happens, it happens, you know, things like that. But I would say, you know, of the, the you're swinging, you're going to have a potential shot at striking out. Sam Howell is the guy that we're talking about in, one QB drafts, you may not even draft him because you're probably going to get a Jordan Love as your backup. You're probably going to get an Aaron Rodgers as your backup. You're probably not going to need Sam Howell in a one QB league. So Dynasty, that advice probably is pretty good for Dynasty. For Superflex, it's amazing, an amazing approach. Like a Sam Howell and Mike White together could solve a botched Superflex Dynasty QB2 approach that you have. You you unfold your approach, it, it falls apart, you get sniped on love as your second quarterback, you get sniped on this guy, that guy, and you're like, crap, what do I do? I have no second quarterback in the Superflex. Well, you get Mike White, you get Minshew, and you get Sam Howell, and maybe that combo, that trio, somehow gives you that starting quarterback each week, you know? Um, let's go, uh, hang tight real quick, Mike, let's go over to Steven. Steven, go ahead. Well, this is going to be, uh, along with Damian Harris, my uh, other idiotic bi-weekly uh, stupid thing that I've said lately. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to pencil in 1,450 yards and at least 10 touchdowns for Kadarius Tony for the Kansas City Chiefs. What, what, wait, what's the prediction? If they don't bring in another wide receiver with the talent that that kid has, he is absolutely going to burn it up. What, what, what what's the I prediction? Looked, I looked earlier. I looked earlier at the ADP for Kadarius Tony in a twelve team half PPR, and I saw eight point four on average. What's the projection again? Give me the projection. Uh, at uh, right around fourteen hundred and fifty yards and at least ten touchdowns. I mean, is for it Kadarius Tony? Is for it possible? Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, it is. But I don't know that I bank on those numbers. Moon man, I, along with Damian Harris, Moon man with the potential to go to hey, Mars. Hey, Moon man, Mars guy. Moon man, bull predictions are meant to shock people, drop jaws. I don't necessarily agree with either one. I do like Kadarius Tony. I do think Sky Moore or Tony 
has a real nice shot. I'm banking on Sky Moore with a draft capital. I'm kind of looking to the history of Kadarius Tony to not. Like, what have we learned about diva wide receivers? Do they ever get better or do they just progressively get worse? I mean, think about it. You know, Tony's injury prone for sure, for certain. For certain, he's injury prone. Number two, he's kind of a head case. He proved that in New York. New York got rid of him because of that. And so, you know, maybe Reed is able to rein him in. Maybe he stays healthy. I'm banking on Sky. I also think there's a threat of DeAndre Hopkins going to KC. Um, Zay Flowers is working out with with Patrick Mahomes. So you you've got several things potentially to look out for. So be careful with where you pick them. Look, uh, hang tight. I, I know we got another caller on the line here. I think it's that's fire. That's fire. Hang tight. We've got once a show. The chat can spam this arrow emoji and force Smitty to flip the script and argue the opposite stance on the topic at hand. Flip, flip, flip the script. Script, script, script. The chat has voted to flip the script. The chat has voted to flip the script. Smitty must now argue the counterpoint of this topic. How am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? The topic is not trading away fields. The topic is Jimmy G. Jimmy G. How do I do this? I don't know how long this is going to take me. This might be the shortest flip the script we've ever had, and we haven't had a lot of them. I would say... (laughs) He's got a great smile. You know? It's infectious. It's possible Jimmy G walks into this locker room and just smiles so big and bright that Josh Jacobs' attitude turns around. And Josh Jacobs is like, is like <laughs> I want to be here. It's so it's possible that Devontae Adams breaks into Debo Samuel's camp board, uh, camp uh, uh, um, uh, room into the the boardhouse. Okay, breaks into the camp bunk bed area, and underneath Debo's pillow is the wide back playbook. Devontae Adams, stealth-like, like a ninja, takes the playbook back to the Raiders, who study it, implement it, turn Devontae Adams into the next Debo Samuel, and all of a sudden, Jimmy G has another unbelievably awkward, decent year because he's throwing these short, negative yardage-type passes to this man known as Devontae Adams, the next Debo Samuel. Trading away Darren Waller. He's old. Who cares? This team could turn it around. Josh Jacobs is an absolute monster. That that's the best I could do. Uh, he is uh, he is such a good back. That's the best I could do. I'm so sorry. I normally I I feel like I could do a good job here and flip the script on almost any topic. This is the one topic where I literally I don't know what to tell you because. I feel like it's reckless to even go down this flip the script role with Jimmy Garoppolo. Would I, would I say this? If, let's say they improve the defense enough, which they won't. Let's say Josh Jacobs finds room to run and he's not hitting eight-man front after eight-man front, which he won't. Let's say Devontae Adams is able to catch short yardage passes from Jimmy G and somehow Jimmy G can find the middle ground throwing the ball to Devontae Adams. Then Jimmy G maybe isn't, a bottom two or three quarterback in the National Football League, maybe he's just bottom ten. That's the best I can do on flipping this script. Appreciate you, Ron Navy, for 
initiating a flip the script on a topic that is nearly impossible. Uh, Stephen, what are you doing over there? Are we we're gonna start? We're gonna rename you Laundromat Stephen because it sounds like you're at a laundromat. I don't think that's me. Okay, I think that's somebody else. Is that Mike or is that? That's Ron Navy. That sounds like he's washing dishes or you know taking out the trash or whatever the hell. Yeah, is that that's fire? Is that you? That's fire. It's not me. Okay, so no, the fire is Kadarius. No, the fire is Kadarius Tony and um, and Damian Harris. No, stick with it. No, there's a guy named That's Fire. Okay, That's Fire. You're up. Go. You're live. Yeah, I just want to talk about Trey Lance's potential landing spot because clearly Shannon, I've never seen a coach this heady with a with one of their starting quarterbacks. Like, it seems like he really doesn't want to go with Lance. So, like, I like the idea of Minnesota, like maybe trade for Cousins and then Lance with the start. Thank you, Detest. Appreciate you, Detest. Seems like like the Niners aren't willing to commit to him, like how much more can you try and embarrass this guy bringing like to the moon? Sam, someone, someone's in, uh, he's, he's battling with someone in camp for, for the starting of the season. It's Thank you, Will. Like, well, Bill. Get him off the roster, get him some dignity, and let him start somewhere else. Yeah, free, free Trey Lance, right? Free Trey Lance. I mean, that's what it's all about. Free, free Trey Lance. I don't know. If I said landing spot, you know, first of all, is Shanahan going to accept a first of 2024 first rounder if he's even lucky enough to get something that crazy? He might get only second rounders. Let's be completely honest about Trey Lance. As much as we loved him last year, as much as we think he's got upside, where would he go in the 2023 NFL draft? Uh, I want to say thank you to Bill, Wild Bill for the $10 hauler to the moon, Wild Bill. The moon. Appreciate you. Uh, detest, appreciate you. Ron Navy, thank you. Uh, Kevin says... Uh, could go anywhere. I, I'm assuming he's talking about Trey with some second rounders, and so we'll talk about that right here. But if we threw, like, if we you could take what we know now, the injury, where he's played, how long he's played, how he hasn't been used at all, everything we know right now about Trey Lance, because that's what his trade value is currently, right? So, uh, uh, Bella, check yourself. I'll get to your question one second. If we threw Trey Lance into this draft class of quarterbacks, Knowing everything we know right now, all the negatives and everything that would be attached to his trade value, he's not going one to the Carolina Panthers, that's Bryce Young. He's not going two to the Texans, that's Stroud. He's not going three or four to whoever, if the Cardinals don't trade the pick, Anthony Richardson. He's not going in front of Levis. He's probably not going in front of Hendon Hooker. So if Hooker goes in the 9, 8, uh, 11, uh, you know, to the Washington Commanders at 16, uh, the Lions at 18 to prepare for a, a time without golf. Wherever Hendon Hooker goes, he goes after Hendon Hooker, who's coming off an ACL tear. That's just the honest truth about Trey, and it's not that we don't like him. There's just <coughs> been a lot of doubt attached to his name, and there's some concerns about him staying healthy, obviously, but. I just so so I don't know what the Niners expect to get, but they could just get second round offers. I'm not saying they won't get a future first from a team like Tennessee, but Tennessee is a clear, clear not with this 11 pick though. I'm just highlighting the team a clear potential landing spot. If Lamar goes elsewhere, Baltimore could get into that mix. Minnesota only if there's some crazy cousin swap, which I don't think will happen. But you never know. And if you think it can't happen, you need to remember how much Kyle Shanahan loves Kirk Cousins. 
Uh, I don't think the Commanders go after him because they could, but I don't think they will. Detroit could to in preparation for a, a no-golf situation. Um, New England, I could see New England maybe being interested. But of all these teams, the Falcons, I, I guess they're so behind Ritter, but it wouldn't shock me. Um, wouldn't that be ironic if he went to the Raiders to back up Jimmy G? Um, the Colts are a, a team that if they pass on going QB here and they say, look, we might have a Trey Lance and a Lamar Jackson Avenue after the draft. Let's go defense here. Because we've heard rumors about the Colts not wanting to take a quarterback. It could be smoke. But out of all those teams that I mapped out, bro, it's like Tennessee and, and, and Washington, New England, Detroit. I mean, Tennessee's the top option. There's just not there's not a better spot for for I think Trey Lance. And I don't know. I think Tennessee would like to build around somebody. I think it's hard to bring a quarterback in. And if you're in rebuild mode and you have an opportunity to get a guy that might be a top 10 quarterback, you kind of have to go pounce on that in rebuild mode because you may not get that opportunity the next two or three years. You know, So it's tough to say. It's a great question. Um, let me answer the super chat real quick and then we're going to go back over to uh, Mike who might have another question. Uh, Will, well, Bill, thank you for that $10 hauler, my guy. Appreciate you very much. Um, switch. Let's see. Top-notch information and show as well. Thank you. Appreciate you. Wow, Bill. Bella Check Yourself says, flip the script to Watson. Let's go, chat. Uh, you guys are more than welcome to do that. It's once a show, though, but I'll let it slide because I didn't do a very good job on that, Jimmy G. But be careful. You don't want to blow your only flip the script on a player that uh, you know you don't want to hear about. So we'll, we'll, give a, we'll give a pass on the Jimmy G one. But if anybody would like me to flip the script on Watson, I guess go ahead. But it's going to be another. It's gonna, I have a better shot at doing it. Um, let's go back over to Steve. Uh, Steve, uh, Steve Mike. Mike. Kadarius Tony. He goes for 500 yards and two touchdowns. That's all I got. Um, oh, and, he, and he hangs up. He drops the mic. He says 500 yards, and I'm out of here. Steven. He just. He just dropped the mic and walked off. See, he believes what I believe. You guys aren't seeing it. Those are the kinds of swings that you have to make in order to win your league. If he's in, in between the seventh and ninth rounds, if you can pick him up, why not? I could be the wide receiver one and the Debo Samuel of San Francisco for the Kansas City Chiefs offense. He is a replacement for Tyreek Hill. Not saying you're. Why not take the chance on it? Not saying you're wrong, but but again, when I what I preach is when there's multiple red flags, it's best to stay away unless the value is crazy good. And while you think Kadarius Tony around seven, maybe eight, but around seven sometimes is good value, if you're seeing him there, depending on the format you're drafting, best ball, he's not going that high. In and sleeper, he might be in ESPN, he might not be. Who knows? This data is all over the place, but. I don't I'm look. A, I don't a look. Ten team half PPR. Give me Javante in round seven over Kadarius Tony. Give me Sky Moore in round ten, Stephen. Round eleven, double digit over rounds over Kadarius Tony in seven. Yeah, if I can draft Kamara in seven, which he goes in five on sleeper because the ADP well, suggests I, it. I should so. have said. Uh, I, I should have said what is Kadarius Tony's uh, ADP, and I didn't ask that. It, it's got to be. Uh, farther back than Calvin Ridley, uh, yeah. farther back than uh, uh, than Christian Kirk and some of these other receivers that are really going to pay off this year. 
let me go into an old draft, uh, one QB draft on underdog, the most recent one that I did, and I'll tell you where Kadarius Tony is going. So if I go into uh, completed drafts on underdog, I look for the big board qualifier, and I go to my last draft, and I go to wide receivers, and I start looking for Kadarius Tony. He might be further than you think. Sky Moore went round 10. Um, Kadarius Tony. Maybe he did go really high. Hold on. I'm looking. I'm looking. Wasn't even drafted. No, he's drafted. Come on, get out of here. Get out of here with that. He's he's probably going higher than Sky Moore. He's got to be. He's got to be going higher than Sky Moore. Yeah. Hold on. I'm looking. I'm looking. That, uh, that's my stone cold lock. 1,450 yards and 10 touchdowns. Bro, six, ra- six round. Get out of here. Six round. You've just been Smitty disapproved. Kadarius Tony went at 67 overall at six point, uh, like, I don't know, middle, a little bit past middle of sixth round. That's that's crazy high. Do you know who's going in the sixth round, Steven? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. George Pickens, Mike Evans, Aaron Jones, Kyle Pitts, Damian Pierce, DeAndre Swift. You know who's going in round seven below that? Pacheco, Javante, Miles Sanders. David Montgomery. No way. Exactly. If you, exactly. If you go, let's, let's just say, Smitty, if you draft two running backs in the first round, okay, uh, uh, 10, 12, 14, team leg, doesn't matter the, uh, uh, the platform on it. But if you went to round three and drafted, drafted uh, Patrick Mahomes, after you got your first two running that backs, doesn't do anything with Olave and all the other receivers that we're talking about, the Calvin Ridley's and stuff, and then you can pick up Kadarius Tony or somebody like that to hedge your bets. That is a league-winning thing if it happens. And I'm telling you, it's going to happen. I'm saying it right now. Don't listen this to This is right it's here. reckless for me to allow I'm this to go on. Kadarius Tony, 1,400 yards, 10 touchdowns, mark it down. Hold on a second. Hold on a second, Stephen. Hold on a second. We're entering Steven's room real quick. Steven's sleeping in his bed. Psst, Steven. Steven. No, I'm, I, I'm right here. I mean, I like... No, no, Steven. I don't, don't understand take, what we're talking about. Don't it's take Kadarius Tony. He's not the guy. You feel me, Ron Navy? He, he's Ron not Navy the guy, pal. He believes in what I'm saying. Look, um, Stephen. Um, let let me put it this way, okay? And and who said it here? Okay, there's Tony had what sixteen receptions? I don't know how many receptions he actually had, but what you just mapped out, Stephen, doesn't do anything for me. You know why? Because I can do what you just said in a much safer way. You say take Mahomes, then draft. Kadarius Tony, first of all, in a redraft, I could care less about the stack. The stack doesn't get you in 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 redraft, non-best ball. The stack doesn't do much for you like it does in best ball. It's fun. But at the end of the day, if you're telling me that London, who's going in round five, sometimes in your grandma league, you know, I you, you know, your mom's yelling at me all the time, Steven. Oh no, it's not your mom. It's uh that's Denny's mom. 
I, I don't I, I don't have a mom anymore. That, she's sick. She's pretty much gone. That was Denny's mom. I'm sorry. Denny's mom yells at me all the time. But but in your grandma league or your mom league or your uncle league or your uncle Buck, whatever, they're drafting London sometimes at the top of six. You're telling me this guy Kadarius Tony, and I'm going to show you the ADP, is the answer at round six. I would have agreed with you if I was wrong on his ADP and I came in here and I didn't see this. And maybe this is maybe he goes in other places a little higher or lower or whatever. But Pacheco well, down the I round was below. Looking on, I was looking on different websites, Smitty. Uh, I saw the average is eight point four. Now I don't know uh, if that's yeah. a ten or twelve team. I don't pay any attention to that. I'm just trying to turn y'all on into somebody that can have a serious impact. And hey, I, I think Steve. you should take a chance and draft him. Uh, maybe even a little bit higher. I think he's going to be a top ten receiver. He could. He could. He be sure. But as I preach all the time, Stephen, when you have multiple red flags, be cautious. That's all I'm saying. If he was going around eight, let's say you could get him around eight. You know what? I, I Smitty approve you, not me, but I, I Smitty approve you getting Kadarius Tony at 8.4. But with my red flag approach, okay, how many red flags does Kadarius Tony have? Injury. That's one. Uh, inability to mingle with players and coaches effectively. That's two. Head case, essentially. Uh, a team giving up on him and just sending him packing, that's three. Uh, the fact that he has no real track record, that's four. There's a lot of red flags to suggest that, okay, if he's a steal, I'll go ahead and get on board. But he's not because he's going around six. I'd call it at least round seven. And you have Kamara down here in round eight. You have Pacheco in round well, seven. You've got... You've got didn't he catch or run a touchdown in and ran a huge uh, punt return back in the Super Bowl? Didn't uh, Damian for, Williams? Uh, didn't Damian? Didn't Damian Williams play like a top five running back every time in the playoffs, back to back seasons at least, and come in and they not use him? Mike, okay, red flag number five or six, whatever. I'm at DeAndre Hopkins, Zay Flowers working out with Patrick Mahomes. What is going on with that? Why don't we do another standing ovation for that? Because that's. <laughs> Unbelievable news. Um, but all those red flags combined make me say, okay, well, let me hear you out, Stephen. Let me hear you out. You come in and you say, this is why I let Kadarius Tony. I gave you all the red flags. My only question is, where's his ADP then? Let's decide if you're right or the red flags are too, there's too many of them. You tell me 8.4. If, 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 I'm, if I'm, okay. I'm right about, if I'm right about Kadarius Tony and his all-purpose yards, uh, running the ball and catching the ball, uh, I'll put it right around Debo Samuel. I already told you it right around fourteen to fourteen hundred and fifty yards and uh, eight to ten touchdowns. If I'm right, I'm not. I am not banking on that from a guy that appears to be a head case, has injury problems, could be facing Hopkins or Zay Flowers. Sky Moore's got the better draft capital. Uh, previous team just gave up on him and ran him out. All those things make me say, you know what? I'm on board with it. As long as the ADP is late, what's the? Who cares? But it's not late. That's what I'm saying. So if you could get and, him around, if, may, if, if you hold on, Stephen, Stephen, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Go if ahead. you can get him around eight or nine, Stephen, the risk is low. Go for it. If you've got to pay anywhere near round six, look at these players around him. Absolutely not. I can't let you continue with it, but if you're right in your specific format on Sleeper, ESPN Grandma League, 
and he falls to 8.10, Steven, trust your gut. Go all in. I'm actually behind you. But sixth round, if this well, is true. What, it, what I was trying to say is if you've got, him, uh, you've got Tony circled at the 6-7, I would take him there. You know what I'm going to tell you? I'm a fool. I'm an absolute idiot. That's what I was. I've been saying the whole time. Hey, this Steven. Is my bi-weekly dumbest thing you ever heard. Yeah. But could happen thing. Hey, Steven. That I do. Can I say something else to you? I really sure. do. I really do appreciate you, and you are an angel. Nah, I don't know about all that. I, no, I, I, Stephen, I really want you to know that if you didn't come on the show again, we would all be very, very depressed and saying, "Where's Stephen? Where's Stephen? Where's Stephen?" So I want you to know that I do. I'm hard on you, but I'm, I'm hard on my best students. You know what I'm saying? So take that for what it is. Ron Navy's on the phone. Speak of the devil that uh, Stephen's thrown under the bus one moment, tried to tried to partner up with him against me on another moment. Let's see what Ron Navy's going to say about all that. <laughs> well, there's, you know, there's, there's two situations here, and I'm being honest when I say this. And the reason that uh, Tony is going in the sixth round, and you know this as much as I do, Smitty, is because people that stack like I do, they take Mahomes, and the only receivers up there, they push Kadarius Tony up into that bracket because they're taking him for the stack, and that's in best ball. But now. Okay, if you're going to do that in best ball, I'm fine with it. Best ball is best ball, and you and you do do stacks. You concentrate on stacks and best ball. But where where if it was a redraft or or any other league, then that's way too high, and I wouldn't touch him. Uh, I, there's other players I like. I mean, I haven't drafted Tony anyway, so, so I don't have much Mahomes. But. I guess the question is, is he really going to be like over think, two rounds different oh, in, a, in a redraft? And we don't know because the ADP data on sleeper is horrible. We we just, we just don't have a clue. So all I can use is the, the, the best ball data and only give a caveat that it's probably a round off for some players. Like it's just, we're going to have to kind of predict. And I think you're 100% correct in your assessment that if there is going to be a player that is off by that round, he would definitely fall into that bucket. But if he falls around, it's still Pacheco. It's still Alvin Kamara. It's still potentially um, Pickens. There's there's zero chance Ron Navy's passing on Pickens for Kadarius Tony, And that's where Pickens is going, six, seven round territory. So at the end of the day, I don't think it's going to be more than a round and a half different than best ball. But you're right, out of all the players in that territory, the stack does weigh heavily on that. But I trust... I trust this best ball-driven ADP more than I trust anything else that's out there, though, because it's all computer-generated garbage piling on top of each other. Bad, like, when we do a draft on Sleeper, and it's a bad ADP, we jack up on where we draft Bijan, we jack up on where we're drafting that guy, and we finish the draft, and we're like, what in the heck? And Henry went at number seven the other night on our on our mock draft. All that data just piles more crappy data on crappy ADP data, and the ADP data can't possibly be good. So it's like, I'm going to trust this, and then I I agree with that logic of let's bump him down around. But like, unless he's going at eight nine, I'm out. I'm out. But I don't mind. I don't mind it if it's yeah. if it's like if it's nine point one. Stephen, get on your horse, bro. Get on your horse. Trust your gut. Don't listen to anybody. Moon man. But yeah. I pulled Kadarius Tony, man. 
round six because the Mahomes owners that draft Mahomes early in best ball, I'm talking best ball only right now, is because they're pushing them up because they're grabbing them for the stack. And 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 the thing is, is when you get down there, all all except for Kelsey, all the receivers are way down there in 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 the ADP. So it's easy to pick up. Uh, and, and, and Tony seems to be the top of the choice that people are making right now as far as stacking with Mahomes and best ball. So that's why he's so high. And probably I, I, if I, I would have had Mahomes. Thank you, Ron. I appreciate your input. Thank you. I probably would have stacked him in a best ball format, but I would not do the same thing in a redraft. Right. Again, and, I, and I, I think using that logic, we could say he's probably a round off. There are going to be a handful of players, wide receivers specifically, and then because of that, bumping running backs on the flip side, bumping some running backs down like Kamara. Like, you got to ask yourself, why is Kamara going so late in best ball but not in redraft? Redraft ADP is driving some of that, but some of it might be because the wide receiver stacks are just going so high that Kamara gets bumped down around. But I, using my, you know, just spitball logic here, I don't think Kamara's three rounds off. I don't think Kadarius Tony's three rounds off. I think this is probably a case is, where is it's one in a, Or is it going to be in a prison cell? I mean, what do you think the NFL is going to do? Do you have any faith at all the NFL who hasn't acted? Uh, in, he'll, uh, he'll definitely get a one-year suspension. I mean, no, he'll definitely... Why would he definitely get a one-year suspension? Why would he definitely get a one-year suspension? The league's going to crown him like, you know, saint of the year. The league's not doing anything about this, Stephen. We're the only show that even went live on both of the leaked videos. Nobody cares. Nobody. And the NFL doesn't care if either. Camaro would have been like Ridley and got caught gambling. He would get the year suspension. Oh, yeah. But he beat somebody to death, and he'll get off with like a five, six-game suspension. Right. That's how the NFL works. Right. It, it's it's crazy. The NFL So he's suspended five or six games at well, least. Odds I'm not are drafting him up there. Why would you draft him there? Because you gotta you gotta factor in that if he misses, let's say three to six games, I will I will put it in the three to six territory. And we had we had Tony the attorney come on and explain that he's probably gonna if we had to guess right, we're guessing Stephen that he's gonna plea out to the conspiracy charge. The conspiracy charge is a misdemeanor. And it's a misdemeanor, and it's basically he's conspiring to potentially attack somebody, but he's not admitting to attacking them. He's conspired to it. That's a misdemeanor because he didn't actually do it. According to his plea, he's literally saying, "I didn't do it. I was I was I was projecting to do it." That's what the conspiracy charge is. So that charge, letter of the law for the NFL, is like a two to four, two to five, two to six game suspension, and. Who knows if this thing gets pushed back again? Who knows what's going to happen? Um, I, I just I have zero faith that the NFL, who should have already put him on the paid exempt list, because the optics of this thing were so bad, and you can get around that whole we don't act until everything plays out in court by putting him on paid leave. 
This would be like if you were accused of something at your work, you're innocent till proven guilty, but your boss says you're a distraction. Go home. We're going to pay you. We're not punishing you. We're going to pay you, support you. Go fight this. If you end up being proven guilty, we're going to fire you. <laughs> That's essentially what it is. Well, it, it, it all depends what, you know, on what, what uh, you are accused of, whether you're uh, considered guilty or innocent in court. <laughs> Hold on one second. We got, we, hold on, we got a guy. We got a guy at the front door. Hold on, Stephen. Hold on. Nobody, nobody's covering. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Look at the coverage. On hold on, hold on, hold on. We got a guy at the front door. Hold on. What's going on? Hello, what's up? Hold on. What's up, man? He can't hear me. Can I help you? Better make sure that uh, uh, you're paying attention. Somebody trying to get in the house now, Smitty. Yeah, hold on, hold on. We got we got this under control. Hold on, I got to go. Yeah, to the... uh, uh, if you got so, if you got a piece of iron, you better pull it out. Hold on, hold on, and see what the hell's going on. All right. I'll let him know. Okay. What's going what What's going on? <laughs> First of all, why is my daughter opening the door? We're, we're That's not her. what you want to have I know. happen. We have we uh, have a security gate. It was locked, but I'm going to ream her for opening that door. That is ridiculous. Uh, you need uh, just just go ahead and jump off and, and just go and figure out what's going on and come back. Um, go I, make sure everything's okay. No, no, no. Steve. I got I got cameras everywhere. He's gone. He 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 even heard me talking, saying, "Why is he opening the door?" All right, go ahead. Um, go ahead and uh, let's move on from this topic. Um. That's fire. What do well, you want to add to this? Oh, sorry, Ron. Go ahead, Ron. I was you're, just going to say real quick, um, Kamara, if you notice, uh, has, all of them, they're, they're not even talking about him. It's like the NFL picks and chooses the players that these these, these places are allowed to talk about. Ibarra. And, and, and pretty much that dictates what's going to happen I think. to the player, how the NFL views the player. So since they're not even putting any heat under it, uh, they're not talking about it. I have to almost agree with you that he's not going to get uh, anything over a five or six game suspension. If yeah, that. I know. Is it, I mean, like, again, I think a lot of people hear me and they say, Smitty, you, you've been going live on this. You've been saying how, how he, should, he deserves a year suspension. Like, what I believe should happen and what I believe will happen are two entirely different things. And I have kind of wavered. I said, he's getting suspended. He's going to be done. And then I watched the NFL react. I watched the NFL react to the first leak video. I watched the NFL react, and I and I and I changed my opinion because I don't believe the NFL is going to do anything. And so Alvin Kamara at eight or nine round value, Stephen. Let's say he gets a ten game suspension. He still could potentially earn you some of that value back. So it's not like the end of the world, but certainly you don't want him being suspended for six, seven, eight games. But I think three to six, four to six is probably likely. He even said one time himself he's a, he's bracing for a six game suspension. That came from his own mouth, and the NFL didn't may, suspend him. He I, said, may "I, I say, hold, I hold on, something? you could say something, but Stephen, hold on." It, he basically was asked, "Does he think he's going to miss time during that season?" He says, "I'm bracing for a six game suspension." The NFL didn't even give it to him. They didn't even put him on a leave. He thought he was getting suspended six games, and he didn't. He didn't. The league doesn't care. Ridley's out for a whole year. Ridley's out. Not saying Ridley's situation wasn't bad, 
but comparatively, it doesn't make sense. The NFL is heavy-handed one minute, one minute, and not heavy-handed the next. It's very, they they were sitting on this video forever. They had it, you know, they had it, and they didn't do anything. What's a, and then what, what's Cal, what's Calvin Ridley's ADP now? It has to have climbed. Um, it is. It, it's there, right underneath. Uh, or is it before? It, it's underneath uh, Christian and London, I think. Right underneath those guys. Yeah, yeah right in there. Yeah, yeah. That, and that's perfect spot. Perfect spot for Ridley. Uh, yes, because uh, uh, he has the most potential to uh, do something that uh, Kirk and the rest of them can't. And that's hit a home run. I think. Let's get uh, let's get thirteen hundred yards and uh, and and eight touchdowns out of Calvin Ridley. Look, I'm not. Line. I'm that, not. That boy so is an excellent uh, football player. I'm not saying he can't earn the value, but it is one of those again aggressive investments. Look at this third round, last pick in the third round, so like four point one. Let's call it. That is awfully high, Stephen. When you're looking at all these other players, Najee's no, in the next. That's, that's wait, no, I'm not taking Ridley that high. That's, yeah, that's ridiculous. I, I just yeah. don't I don't know. I because, mean like Joe I mean, Joe Burrow in round four. Oh come on. You gotta figure Ridley hasn't played. He has he hasn't had any connections with with T Law at all yet. Kirk does and he, Kirk had a phenomenal year last year. And he was you know, excellent. I mean it, but how do you put Ridley all, all of a sudden ahead of Kirk when he already has that connection and he already has that rapport with T Law? I, I just don't agree with that. I think it should be actually flipped around. The, the, the only reason that I that I side with Ridley on this is just because uh, I watched him play his college ball at uh, Alabama, and I believe he's got dog in him. I think he does. And, but uh, the dog, the dogs are the ones that I want to uh, I want to draft. I'm not interested. In he, do, he does. He does. Stats or whatever. He's a dog for sure. But but the thing you got to worry about, Stephen, is like we've talked about before Mike Vick, Ricky Williams, like we can think of very few players that have ever taken a two year absence, come back and done well. Hence why I don't like Deshaun Watson, which is, uh, you know, that's fires guy and that's fire. You're on the line here. You've been quiet. What do you want to add? I actually just like, uh, in the Tony range, I like that Tyler Lockett a lot in that range. Cause I think he's got some meat left on the bone. You're getting him in the eighth or the ninth which to me implies that you got value of a guy who's four seasons in a row been over 1,000 yards in the 8-10 to 10 touchdown range. So Tyler Lockett's a guy that I'm overweighted in my underdog drafts. Give me, uh, and, and comparatively, right, this this comparatively part matters. Give me Christian Watson. I mean, we're not talking slam dunks. We're not talking slam dunks, but we're also talking eight round here. Yeah. You know, we're not talking Watson. Give me, give, 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 give me Christian Give me Christian Watson in the middle of four over or over uh, Ridley in three, and I know that there's the discrepancy of rounds, and it just gives you more flexibility to go Brees Hall in round three or Tony Pollard in round three, or if you want to take the risk on Derrick Henry or Chubb because they're third-rounders now. ETN's a fantastic round three player. Justin Fields in round three. Um, I'd rather have those options in three, pass on Ridley, and even in four, play the same game. Give me Watson in the middle of four over Ridley in the middle of four. Give me Joe Burrow in the middle of four over any of those guys in four. Drake London, I'll force Drake London into the bottom of round four, even though he lives in round five. 
versus take a Calvin Ridley. I would take Drake London over Calvin Ridley, not because I don't love Calvin Ridley in the pre, you know, pre, you know, sitting out and then getting suspended. Calvin Ridley, I love that guy. He was a top five climbing monster, but two seasons is a long time. You had that. You had in the sixth round. You were saying taking Kyle Pitts. I take Would you Ky- rather have Calvin Ridley or Kyle Pitts if you uh, went two running backs early? Um, you're taking a swing, though. I'd rather take you know, a swing. You're taking a huge swing at uh, what the possibilities could be. So I'm taking Watson in four. I'm taking London in five. I'm taking Kyle Pitts in round six. That way I don't have to worry about Calvin Ridley. I'm not drafting. I have drafted very few Calvin Ridley shares because of that strategy and approach. I'll move you're, things you're taking, around. You're taking Pitts and London on uh, the Atlanta Falcons in the fourth and sixth rounds. Sure. Sure. Bad teams throw the no, ball a lot. I, 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 can't, I can't go there with you, Smitty. I'm sorry. I, I can't That's fine. do that. I don't need you. Uh, Desmond I, Ritter, I don't, we don't need you to go with me. I don't need you to go with me. Um, and, and I can mix it up. I don't have to pick that exact combination. You know who I'd rather have in round seven over Calvin Ridley in round seven? And, and Calvin Ridley's not falling to round seven, but I'm trying to really emphasize a point here. Give me Zach Charbonnet over Calvin Ridley. And I don't have to take Charbonnet up there. But my point being, if I'm on the clock in the seventh round and everybody fell asleep and Calvin Ridley continued to fall, and I'm like, what is going on here? And I'm at 7.4. I'm taking Charbonnet. I just am. I'll tell you of- what, other than quarterback, what it, what I would take would be Jackson Smith and Jake Bick. Uh, I do like I, him. If I'm the, uh, I the like Eagles, him. I take him at 10. And then, uh, you know, you can either move up or you can just stay where you're at at 30 and take Josh Gibbs from Alabama. And uh, that team, and, uh, you know, their defense is going to be uh, a little bit less. But that offense uh, would be insane. And you have to give uh, uh, Hurts – everything that you can put around him in order to get it done. And that would be the way to do it, in my personal opinion. Yeah, I mean, everyone, every one of us wants Jameer Gibbs to land in that eagle situation at 30 overall or in Cincy at 28 or Charbonnet at 28 or Philly. Um, obviously, Bijan, you know, to the Eagles or Bears. I just hope that Charbonnet... I just hope that Charbonnet, Bijan, and 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 uh, and Gibbs, two of those guys, land in either a Bears, Eagles, Bengals, Bills, or Eagles situation. I just hope we get two of those or Chargers. I'd be okay with the Chargers. I know Eckler's still there, but maybe they move them after the the trade in, or the draft happens or move them on draft day. I don't know. I don't want any one of them in, in Tennessee. I want more to defense than I do offense. Uh, I love defensive football, and uh, the uh, you know it's it's fifty fifty about down there, or about sixty forty now. But the the better the defense you have, and the better the players that you can have, those are the ones that's going to win you a championship. I still believe the defense wins championships. And uh, I'm going to stand on that. Hey, hang tight real quick, guys, on the line. Just uh, be quiet for a second here. I got to show the new merch. We got a whole new merch line. Um, Check it out. So we've got this beautiful shirt right here. This absolute gem of a shirt right here. 
This is the Bijan running back one shirt. And it's got the majority of the moon men on the back. Look at this bad boy. So it says the fantasy football show. It's got Walker, Hall, Pollard, Charbonnet, um, Olave, Bijan, Pitts, Gibbs, Watson, London, Wilson, Pickens, Burrow, Chase. Um, some of the Mars men and moon men. And on the front of the shirt, it says Bijan running back one. Uh, this is this is in, that's the front and back of the shirt. This is in the uh, shop right now. The link is in the description of the video. Uh, and it's also on the, the YouTube channel if you click on store. It might not show all of these products yet in the store. But once you click on it and go to the store, it will. these products are live and up. We've got the hoodie version of this. Obviously, different colors. All kinds of different colors. We have def uh, several different hoodie versions of it too. Different kinds of hoodies. So it's not just one hoodie. We got the backpacks. Um, we've got, uh, you know, the regular logo shirts, different colors. This is like my favorite shirt. I ordered like 15 of these myself coming in. So I have a, you know, a uniform that I'm wearing on a regular basis. Not to mention I wear the grindhouse apparel as well. Get your grindhouse gear on, go to grindhouse, G R N D H A U S.com. They're also going to be, uh, you know, the only two merch that I support them and my own merch. And then check out these hats. Okay. These hats on the back, I mean, I've got like five different versions of it where we have Brees' pieces and on the back part, Skywalker on the front part, Skywalker on the back, and Brees' pieces on the front. So the combinations are, are, I've got like four or five different combinations of this, but on this particular one that I put up, I've got the, the, the wide logo on the front of the hat, Skywalker on the side, Brees Hall on the other side, and then the, the, the headphone logo on the back. Um, which is, this is just my favorite one of the ones that I've made, but we got, you know, we got duffel bags for travel. You're going on a vacation, getting on a plane, going to space. If you're going to space, why not get a, a backpack or a duffel bag? Uh, we got the beanies. We got everything. Um, so go check it out. Absolute amazing merch on the way. And I uh, just want to share that with you guys. I'll even drop the link in the live chat right now in case any of you want to get your merch on, but Real excited about all this merch. I spent pretty much the whole last 24 hours on it. Uh, so go check it out. All right, let's go back over to That's Fire for his final thoughts. And then we'll go over to Steven. Then we'll go over to Ron Navy. That's Fire, what are you thinking? I'm really thinking about Tua Tagovailoa. And I think uh, the decision is not hanging up. I wonder if it's the right one for him as a, as a person uh, for the future of his life. Um, I'm worried about him, and uh, I, I hope he makes the right decision, to be honest with you. That's yeah. Really where I'll leave that. Hopefully, if he does suffer some sort of other concussion, it's minor, and it just gives him a realization, you know, that, like, he was he got a minor concussion in practice, just, you know, football hit him in the head or something, you know, because it's going to be that bad. I know a lot of people, we had some doctor report of a doctor talking to the NFLPA and uh, the GM of the, the Miami Dolphins, and the GM said that, he had been given information from a, a doctor that Tua was no more likely to suffer another concussion than any other player in the National Football League. And people that study concussions for their career and their entire life are like, no. Like, we, first of all, we don't know the answer to that. The only thing you can do, because the brain is such a complex thing, is test if someone's currently in the concussion protocol. You know, are you concussed right now? That's fire. Or Ron Navy or Steven. 
Oh, you can do this, you can do that. You're currently not in a concussive state. Get out there on the field. You have no way of telling whether a player, and I don't have a way either. I'm merely speculating. This is conjecture. But it's very, I I believe, backed up by a lot of data and a lot of, of, um, you know, seeing this occur over and over and over, repetition and pattern recognition and all that, that when you have a series, and we do have Brandon Cooks as a a case of somebody that got concussed all the time and then he just stopped getting concussions. So there is that possibility. I'm not saying that possibility isn't out there for Tua, but the fact that he's one of the only players we know of, because I'm sure it's happened before, because the player has probably lied and we didn't know he was concussed. He got concussed again, and we never heard about it. But this was clear as day in front of everybody that he suffered a concussion on the field. He wobbled. They had, his teammates had to carry him, and he went out and got concussed again in the same game. And I just, I, I feel like if there's ever going to be somebody that can never fully recover from this, at least they need years and years of no head trauma to kind of like set them back. It's, it would be too. Yeah, it, I would say that that would be the one. The one person that I would say, look, we don't have any data on this. We have no idea what's going to happen to you. And the fact that you can continue to have them, it's, you know, multiple concussions. I would say that like, you're probably the biggest candidate in the history of the NFL to suffer another concussion. So, or die on the field. Yeah. And we don't want that. No. And, and so like, I'm, I'm rooting for him. I'm I'm not this is me not trying to be negative on the guy and and from a football perspective evaluating it for the Miami Dolphins it's a reckless move for them to not bank on the the idea that this guy's going to be out and they kind of did by getting Mike White and I really like Mike White and again back to my original stance is like me saying Lamar's the only answer because it leads to a championship is not a knock on Mike White. And Mike White, from a fantasy perspective, will do a lot better than anybody expects. Just like Tua did better than anybody expected. Because Miami, Mike and his offense, are it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Mike White's going to be a surgeon out there. And maybe he could win playoff games. I'm not saying he can't, but Lamar Jackson wins the Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson wins the Super Bowl in Miami within two years, I think. And Lamar Jackson wins the Super Bowl in San Francisco, I think, in 2023. There Can someone actually with a straight face tell me that Lamar Jackson, as much as you doubt him, as much as you think he's inaccurate, does anybody really believe that Lamar Jackson in Kyle Shanahan's offense, and of course he could have the risk of getting hurt, wouldn't look like an absolute monster and does anybody believe that the night there's there's a there's been a scarier team from top to bottom defense Kittle Ayuk, I'm a Ravens fan Debo, and I, I don't CMC. believe that Lamar Jackson will ever win the Super Bowl I think that uh, he's uh, playing off of a one particular year and uh, he's not going to get the money he wants and he's not going to be able to I'm not talking about that I'm not talking about the realistic reality uh, of the situation. I'm saying, does anybody here, can anybody here with a straight face tell me that you put Lamar Jackson in this offense and they don't just smash everyone to pieces for as long as they keep it I together. Like the, the problem is they can't keep it together that long. The window is going to close, but they have the number one or number two defense in the league and all this weaponry and Christian McCaffrey is the glue of it all. And he's got maybe the one year left. So you put Lamar on this offense with CMC 
it's going to be impossible to stop them. I still think they can't get past Philly. Well, I mean, we definitely could argue that, and that's fine. And I, I it's love It'll Philly. be a great game. It'll be a great yeah. game. But I'm not going to – I'm just not going to say San Francisco is going to win it hands down. Well, I don't believe that. No, I don't. I think Even it, with Lamar, I, yeah. I think. I think you could argue for sure. I, 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 yeah, I, get I don't what know you're if saying, you guys but... saw the same uh, information that I saw. It said that Brock Purdy is out for the entire year this year because of that elbow injury. Yeah, that was where that's it's not. Uh, it's extended when he when he uh, the guy hit the hit his arm. Yeah, you're you're reading the wrong information. It's not. There's nothing certain or concrete on that. He was asked a question that was, in fairness, probably taken out of context because the quote is even hard to find. It's more so the writer suggesting it. But he was asked about his injury, and he said, "I essentially," he said, "I don't know if I'm out four months. I could be out the year. We got to wait and see." No one knows. This has already been made very, very, very clear. No one will know for about another month or two whether he'll miss the entire season, six months, or be ready for week one. So somebody took that out of context. It's not accurate. Um, wherever you read that, it was definitely worded wrong or you just read it wrong. It's definitely a possibility, though. That's what I think the, the takeaway is, that Brock Purdy could be out for the year. He could be back after four or five weeks, or he could be ready for week one or be forced to be ready for week one and get injured again because he's not fully healthy. I think if we use the case study of, uh, what's his name? Who's the quarterback for the Niners? Uh, uh, Mullins, Nick Mullins. He had, I think, the exact same surgery because he didn't have Tommy Johns. Brock Purdy didn't have Tommy Johns, which is weird to me because I feel like Tommy Johns surgery is very, very known to be the best version of this and that if you do have that, your recovery time is a full year, but you come back potentially stronger before your arm's a little stronger if you rehab it properly. Well, I, I definitely hope so because I don't like seeing these young kids get hurt like that. Uh, I watch, uh, We all watched the, uh, the play. The uh, defender got his hand against his elbow and when he tried to come forward uh, it just it over torqued it and it snapped the, the freaking tendon in his arm yeah well they didn't do the and use it is ter- terrible to see terrible to see i don't like to see injuries like that well what was more you know ter- what I mean? we always want the best football that we can possibly see what was more terrible the, that or shanahan sending him back on the field with a total ucl tear what was worse, not allowing him to throw on the sideline probably like, what, like 30 passing attempts, just getting that inflammation to the point where he couldn't have his surgery for a, a – there was a big delay because the inflammation was so bad. And it's like that that part bothered me. That part bo- bothered me. I didn't, uh, I didn't pay as much attention to that as, as I knew that the Eagles were in the driver's seat as far as – uh, more talent on the offensive side, and they proved it out. But I'll tell you one thing. The 49ers defense played their asses off. They did. And, uh, they and, did. Uh, and uh, I believe Jalen Hurts had 93 yards passing and about maybe 20 or 20 or 30 yards uh, rushing in that whole freaking game. No, um, they, they shut those boys down. That's fire. Dropped off the call. Hey, that's fire. Thanks for calling in. If you want to call in and get give your two cents worth, I'll I'll make Stephen 
be quiet for a second. If you want to call back in and say your goodbyes or your final thoughts, Stephen, give me your final thought. You got 10 seconds. No big rant. Just give me 10 seconds of, of Stephen. Let's go. I want everybody to make sure that, uh, you know, we're a community. We're a family. We love each other. We talk football. Uh, we have differences of opinion. But at the same time, we're all family. Appreciate you, Stephen. have to understand, and I'm gone. All right. See you at Christmas. All right. Uh, Ron Navy, final thoughts? Yeah, well, first, um, D-Town, I don't hate the Niners. They just, they're – but I don't believe in Lamar like Smitty believes in Lamar, and I don't think that Lamar would win them win you guys the Super Bowl. Um, I, I, I still think Philly has an edge on the team, even if uh, because Jalen Hurts will still be there. He has rapport. Lamar would be going in there with no rapport at all. So I don't think it would be a pushover. I think it would be a great game, to tell you the truth. I don't think it's like a pushover or nothing, but I think Philly still has the edge on San Francisco if that were to happen. It's not that I hate. I mean, I'll admit the Niners have fantastic talent. Just they're hurting in quarterbacks, and it's uncertain there. I can appreciate and then that. My final thought. Yeah. Tua. There was nothing worse than watching on TV when he took that hit and watched his hand, his fingers all screwed mm-hmm. up. There. Were... I mean, that was just bad to see. All right, and, I, and these doctors that come in and say, "Oh, you can play on concussion." Look at these players, especially – take Junior Seahow, for instance. Went through, had concussions and all that. And they get older, and, and, and the brain injuries aren't as prominent, you know, right while they're playing. But after, he committed suicide. These these players commit suicide because they, their brains get messed up. Yeah, so, it's sad, so man. I, I would rather Tua, you know, I, I, I like his – you know, I mean, I love the way he played, but for his own safety – um, you know, maybe retire and, and not put his rest of his life because he's a smart guy and he can he can go into other avenues of football and and be prosperous there. And I'd rather see do that than end up as some, you know, guy that 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 the brain comes in and he's like one of those guys that commits suicide or has problems later on down the road. Yeah, you um, can't. That's, that's my final thought. Yeah, he can't. Uh, he you just don't know what's going to happen. And it's something that you need to be extremely worried about. Uh, Jeremy W. gifted a, a YouTube exclusive membership. It looks like uh, Aiden Lee got it. So, Aiden, thank your your boy, Jeremy. Jeremy, appreciate you dropping that. To the moon. Very, very much appreciate that whenever you guys do that kind of stuff. That's Fire does that all the time. Uh, East Coast Taddy does it. Terry Roberts does it. You guys are all amazing. Thank you for doing that. Uh, that's fire. Colin, if you have one more thing to say. Ron, appreciate you. I'll see you tomorrow unless news breaks. I'll go live tonight. Okay, so no draft tonight, right? Because I know yeah. people were wondering. Yeah, only only on Tuesday, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. I do do li- uh, emergency okay. live streams on news on, on Mondays, Wednesdays, but Mondays and Wednesdays I don't do drafting. All right. All right. Later, Ron. Appreciate you. Later. you. Bye. Um, yep. That's fire. The phone line's open if you want to give a final thought. Thanks again, Jeremy. Appreciate you. Yeah, I mean, I'm rooting for Tua, guys. I'm rooting for him. I just think it's, uh, you know, he, he what's he, what, why is he, he's not going to make the right decision because his heart's in wanting to play, you know, like, and I can't blame him for that. But 
the fact that he's if he suffered one hard concussion, I feel like then you then you'd sit down and say like you're concussed. You know when someone has a concussion that's so severe they miss like four weeks, you know, crazy amount of time. That's like one where I would sit I would sit there and go, wow, do I do I come back on this? Yeah, maybe I'm gonna. It's one time. I feel like I gave myself enough rest, but when you've had you have a handful of them and two of them in one game and you're going to take a, a jiu-jitsu class to try and not get a, get a concussion like you're trying that hard to take a fall cuz you're worried like if you if if you sh- if you're worried enough to go to take classes to try and not get a concussion then you're essentially saying you're going to get a concussion you're going to try to avoid it i'm going to try and hold my hand my own hand into not getting a concussion Anybody that needs to take a class to not get a concussion should not be playing football. Plain and simple. If he's no more prone to concussions than anybody else, he shouldn't need to take a class of jujitsu or whatever to try and fall better. You're not going to get concussed if your head hits the ground. If you're not a concussed, you know, capable person, you're going to get concussions on the regular. It doesn't matter. So it's ridiculous to let him go out there. It's ridiculous to count on it. And I, I wish him the best and I hope hope he escapes it. I hope if he does have a moment, it's a small one and he realizes I'm out. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. And Mike White is a great quarterback. He'll do very, very well. It's just I don't know that Mike White's winning a Super Bowl, whereas Lamar is. Lamar's winning a Super Bowl. It's it's inevitable. Uh, Wild Bill, you have 20 seconds and I got I to gotta run. Okay, brother. I was just wondering. I clicked on Best Ball a little bit earlier, and the the Superplex was no longer. Yeah, they uh, they I've I've got on good authority that they're considering another one. Um, I'm not sure what it's going to look like if it's like a five dollar one. Uh, I'm going into the underdog, yeah, carousel here of of the uh, draft cards. There's nothing there for NFL yet, but you know the draft is a little a little ways away. I wouldn't be shocked if they did something small. But they could wait. Oh, okay. As soon as the NFL draft is over, they're going to kick it back into one QB again. So get ready for that. Steven says, my wife tries to give me a concussion every day. And Steven, <laughs> I would say that if, if you were prone to them, if you've had multiple, that you should retire from yeah. from the being married game. But because you've had, yes. maybe you have had one, you give it another, another shot. Maybe take some jujitsu classes. And learn how to take a tumble from the from the misses. Uh, Wild Bill, what else? What else you got? Anything else? No, that that was it. I just I just wanted to get that in real quick. So ha- have a good night, brother. I appreciate uh, it. Yeah, D Town says time to make a trade, Stephen. <laughs> Later, Wild Bill. Appreciate you. <laughs> Absolutely, brother. Anybody wants to call up and make a trade with uh, with Stephen? You guys can can trade straight across. I'm out of here. See you all tonight if there's breaking news. If not, I will be off the remainder of the night. Don't forget to go get this unbelievably amazing merch that is now on in the merch store. Let me drop that link in the live chat one more time. Here's the merch link. It's also in the description of every video. It's also found at thefantasyfootballshow.com slash merch. It's also at thefantasyfootballshow.com in the very, very top header of the site. You'll see a merch link. 
tons of ways to find it. It's also on my Instagram. If you click on my uh, link in my bio, you'll see the merch store. But these are phenomenal. Let me show you the backpack. The backpack's amazing. I have that already. So the backpack, I absolutely love the backpack. I've got this backpack. I've got a couple different versions of them. It's actually really good quality. It's got all kinds of, of compartments. Um, you know, obviously you can put water bottles on the side. It's got this uh, nice material on the back. Look at this this quality of this backpack. It's unbelievable backpack. It's got the handle at the top so you can carry it. Um, I love it. I love it. Tons of pouches. That's this backpack right here. But I have different versions of it. You can get different colors. This color shirt is my favorite. Or these two shirts are my favorite. I've even got the pixelated uh, logo up. Let me see if I can... I can put that up real quickly. Hold on, let me put that up because I actually really, really like the pixelated look. I haven't, I haven't got it in yet, so I'm not a hundred percent sure how it's going to look. And I may, you know, I may keep it up. I may take it down depending on if it ends up being a, a good quality, uh, uh, pixelated look. So let me go ahead and, and and attach this and send it to you guys. Hold on one second. in this <clears throat> so this is the pixelated shirt so it's it's uh this is kind of a not the best quality version to actually explode to because it's pixelated to begin with but it's got the you know the 8 8 bit look logo and the fantasy football show is clear but it's in pixelated font but the pixelated look I like a whole a whole lot I, I might have the actual graphic here hold on one second see if I can put it on screen here I think it's right yeah here it is so this is the pixelated shirt so clear but pixelated text the fantasy football show and then the pixelated logo so I have that version of of these in these colors as well We've got all kinds of different versions of the hat. We've got the Breeze's Pieces uh, hat where the Breeze's Pieces logo is on the back. Let me see if I can find that real quick just so you can see that. There's different variations of the hat. And so you can get the one that looks like this, which I absolutely love. Let me send this over to my screen real quick and you guys can check this out. This one looks really sharp. I'm really liking this one right here. This is, this is one that I'm going to order. I'm going to order different versions of this hat because this is all drop shipped. It's nothing that I have to carry in the studio. Uh, it's not like I make a ton off of it anyway. I mean, of course, it's a, it's a line of my business, but it's a small margin. I'm not out here trying to, you know, these shirts are like $23. So I'm not trying to make like a big, big money on, on the, the profits of this. I'm trying to merely provide ways for you guys to, to, to cop the merch. And this is this is a phenomenal looking hat. The, the breeze's pieces. You can see the the hats have all the different versions and, and varieties of where these logos are. Like the the wide logo on the back and the circle logo on the front. I've got a pixelated logo on the front circle or the headphone, and then the clear wide version of the fantasy football show logo on the back. I've got the breeze's pieces on the back with if the, if you've got breeze's pieces on the back, you've got the Skywalker on the front. And if you got the Skywalker on the front, then you got the Breeze's pieces on the back. That's one thing I did do when I when I designed these. 
Uh, let me see if I can put that one on. The Skywalker back one looks pretty sharp. This is actually, you know what? I said the Breeze's Pieces was my favorite, but this Skywalker one I think is now my my favorite. I got to order this one too. This one looks, they both look sharp. I'd love to know which one you guys like. Um, Smitty with the padded helmet. Let's see here. I'm trying to... It's taking forever to, to send. All right, this is the last thing that I got to go. So here's, here's the Skywalker one. That, one. that one looks sharp. It's got the, the, the lightsaber. Both of those look good. But but either both of these hats, the Skywalker and the Breeze, it has the other logo on the other side. So the Skywalker um, backward hat has the Breeze's pieces on the front. The Breeze's pieces backward hat has the Skywalker on the front. But these are, these are amazing. That Skywalker looks sharp. That looks real sharp. I got to order that. I think I might have already. I ordered like different versions of all of this. I've even got a beanie coming right here. This beanie's pretty good. But these shirts are, are dope. So anyway, appreciate you all. Order that merch. It's there for the taking. Kadarius Tony. We had a lot of good conversations today. Do you have a blue or gray back backpack? I, I think there's just the red and the black. I don't know that there's a blue. You'll have to check it out, but I don't know. Go check it out. The link is in the description of every video. The link is in the chat. The link is also right here. The link is also, you could just go to thefantasyfootballshow.com and you can click on the little merch link at the top header of the site. Or just on the YouTube channel, even on the phone, just click the, the store button. Appreciate you all. I'll see you all later. Peace out. Get Charbonnade. Uh, get breezed. Go get the tripod. The tripod, also likened to pyramids in ancient Egypt, are constructed using burrow or hertz, chase or a JB hull or walker. Kenneth Skywalker. lightsaber swinging Skywalker. Again, no drafts tonight unless I go live for breaking news. I mean, I'm not drafting, but we'll go live for breaking news if anything new emerges. It's certainly possible the way tonight feels. Thank you, Fantasy Dad. Appreciate you. Thank you, Cincy Kid. Kilpatrick, Terry Roberts, Nick R. Appreciate you, Nick. Uh, Ron Navy. Thomas. Travis. Smooth. Random. Steven. D-Town, Space Ricky, Love Stars, 
William, Wild Bill, Sam, Jeremy W, Andrew Grace, Aiden, Hazelnut. Thanks again, Jeremy W, for the the support through gifting. Danny Dennis or Daddy Dennis. Hod Prime. Travis Rowe. That's fire. Later, Nick. <laughs>